0: Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Live podcast series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management and marketing professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Caligeris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing, and your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by one of our instructor extraordinaires, Steve Gaylor. Welcome, Steve.
1: Hi, Rebecca. Thanks.
0: So Steve the reason I particularly wanted to have you on today is you have experienced not only leading product teams but as an executive who has product teams reporting into them. And I just think that's a really interesting perspective that our audience will respond to. So I wanted to ask you some questions in that area.
1: All right, sounds great.
0: All right. So if you've got uh, so what do you think executives should be expecting from their product teams?
1: Well, that's a great question. I think oftentimes that is one of the challenges that executive teams face, especially if it's an executive team uh, member or a team that's put together of individuals that haven't come from that product kind of background. We don't always know exactly what we should be expecting of those uh, product teams. And uh, unfortunately, that's frustrating for the executive team as well as those product team members. Uh, but the biggest thing that we want from those product teams is to serve that role as the messenger of the market. They need to be the representation of the market uh, in the in our own organization and in the discussions we have. Uh, oftentimes you'll hear voice of the customer, uh, which is one a point, one part of being a messenger of the market, but we've got to recognize that the market is much bigger than just our customers. That's the number one thing we need in the organization. We've got lots and lots of product expertise, Uh, we need market experts to bring that information in. Uh, Once they have that knowledge, that uh, context of the markets that we're serving, uh, then they can leverage that to help us evaluate opportunities that we have. Uh, Opportunities that hopefully, ideally began in the market, uh, but maybe good ideas that people within our own organization have brought to the table as well. And uh, we can evaluate those again with an eye to the market. Uh, that evaluation of opportunities and that understanding of the market translates directly into uh, creating product strategy and vision. Uh, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? What's the big picture goal? What's the big picture problem we're trying to solve in the market? Uh, what is? How are we going to deliver that over time? What's that going to look like? And then, of course. We have to take these things to market so being able to identify sales and marketing channels uh, the right messages uh, the, the positioning uh, all as inputs to the other parts of the organization that are actually responsible of, for the delivery of the artifacts uh, the sales team for selling the marketing team for developing the messages and messaging uh, of course the uh, development or engineering teams responsibilities in actually creating those products But that messenger of the market role that sharing that information sharing that knowledge is very important to the rest of those uh, parts of the organization so they can execute so they can deliver their components Uh, so that's really what I was always looking for from a product team Uh, understand your market serve as the messenger of the market bring that information in use that to evaluate the opportunities we have articulate your strategy and vision for your products, share those with the market and with our own organization, and then share that market knowledge and context, all that additional detail with the other parts of the organization so they can be successful in their endeavors.
0: When you were an executive, you saw this need very clearly. Uh, when you teach, when you talk to other executives, do they inherently understand the need for this within their organizations?
1: You know, it's interesting. There are certain... And we don't get involved with them too often. But there are certain organizations who start with, why do I need product management? Or why do I need a product marketing team? Or what do those people do? Or I need somebody to manage the schedule. Uh, I say we don't get involved with those people too often because it's usually once they've uh, evolved beyond that line of thinking and there is a recognition for the need for a product team for product management and product marketing, that they then come to us for that additional level of detail. Uh, And and what is this all about? How do I prioritize? And what are the responsibilities? And what should I expect? So I would say not too often do we get involved with executives or or people who are working for executives who really don't uh, recognize the need for the role. We do quite often get involved with executives and people who are working with executives who don't really understand what that role involves, where the focus should be, and what their responsibilities should be.
0: So what we usually see is, is um, someone who knows there's something missing but isn't really sure how that should be structured?
1: I think that's a very uh, very fair way, very good way of looking at it. Or they're saying, I've got all this stuff that needs to be done, and I've got all these people to do it, but I don't know how to organize the two together to make them effective and 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 optimize that effort.
0: All right, so we talked about sort of the product team responsibilities at the high level, right? Being the messenger of the market, Helping the organization evaluate which opportunities to focus on strategy vision, can we break that down to the next level? Sort of, what are then the deliverables that come out of those overall responsibilities?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's that's a key part of that transition. It's easy enough to assign responsibilities, but if you don't have deliverables, if you don't have tangible things that you can evaluate and say, yes, these things are or are not being done, are or are not being produced. Um, We can evaluate the quality of them once we've begun to deliver it. But uh, I think there are a set of tangible artifacts, if you will, that given the set of responsibilities we previously discussed, uh, deliverables that the the product team should be creating. Uh, First and foremost is the documentation of those market visits. Doesn't do any good to send them out into the market, to spend time out in the market and uncover all these great problems and all that kind of stuff if we don't document what it is that we learned. And secondarily, if we don't share that information with the rest of the organization, uh, that that information is extremely valuable to the rest of the company. And as such, we have to document it and we have to share what we learned during those market business. Uh, Also, uh, I always thought that uh, it was very important for that product team, and maybe not all of the members, maybe there are certain members, uh, depending on how you've organized the team, uh, that need to be responsible for creating the business plans for their products. Uh, You often hear people talk about uh, the the product manager being the CEO of the product or the president of their product, and being able to develop those business plans, the business plans that go well beyond just the numbers, and then evaluating our success back against those plans, I think that's a big part of that. So that business plan for the product is a tangible kind of deliverable. Also extremely important as a deliverable are positioning documents. Uh, We teach in the courses that those positioning documents are a key artifact, a real inflection point. Uh, The position documents allow us to summarize and capture what we've learned as we interacted with the market, and then we deliver those positioning documents to the rest of the organization so they have that context, that understanding of the problems we're trying to solve, how the market articulates those problems, maybe some approaches we could take in solving those problems. Uh, So that positioning document for each of the products is another key deliverable that I like to see come out of the the product team. Uh, Of course, somebody's got to translate all that vision, those business plans, and that positioning Uh, into deliverables over time. And that's where our roadmaps come into play. Uh, So oftentimes I like to have uh, some member or members of the product team responsible for roadmapping. Uh, That roadmap is a statement of vision, translates all that is, all that we've learned as we interacted with the market into tangible deliverables over time. So that roadmap is is often a a key deliverable for that product team. And then of course, we have to understand the buying process. How does the market go about buying these products? Uh, We want to document that buying process. We want to document the buying personas so we understand who influences that buying decision. And we need to then take that information and make sure we map that into a selling process that matches that buying process. So we're efficient. So we're giving the buyers of our products the information they need. And hopefully we're swaying that buying decision in our favor as they go through their buying process through their own education process and so on. So at a, at a large level, a high level, uh, I would like to see the product team delivering documentation of the market business, translating that into business plans, creating those positioning documents that summarize what it is that we've learned, sharing that information with the rest of the organization, translate that into deliverables over time via our roadmaps, and then understanding, understanding the buying process and the people who influence that buying process, document those things and share them with the parts of the organization that need that information.
0: So as an executive, when we talk about some of these things, particularly I was thinking about the documentation of market visits. So this to me is just in my own career, a problem that I struggle with to try to do this well, right? Lots of market visits do those, getting that out to the rest of the organization in a consumable fashion can be difficult. And for me in particular, when I was dealing with execs at other companies, what format would you find that attractive in? How do do I provide the market context and in a way that an executive can easily absorb it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. We certainly uh, in our our courses, we have uh, templates and tools that we share with the attendees, electronic versions and so on that they have access to in our alumni center. And we have a template for that call report uh, discusses who we who who we met with, their role, um, you know, some of the things we talked about. Uh, The biggest thing that we want to focus on in documenting in those visits are the problems that we've uncovered. What are the unresolved issues that this company, this person is facing uh, that can lead to opportunities for us? So that's number one. Beyond that, though, we oftentimes get a lot of context, a lot of information uh, that's very important, maybe it's to various parts of the organization gives us from a product team perspective a better understanding of the market Uh, also if we share that when we share that with the rest of the organization gives them a better understanding so to be honest with you the way i used to like to do it uh, especially uh, when i initially started I would capture everything I could, all kinds of notes, uh, some of them are directly related to problems, some of them contextual, some of them, you know, initially maybe not even a material, but I would capture all that information and then I would try to go create categories uh, that help me understand that and, and understand what that looked like. I would use the pragmatic template as a starting point, um, but oftentimes uh, I would go create And uh, kind of gross categories. uh, The definition of those categories oftentimes were based on uh, the things that we cared about, right? Maybe I had a section on the buying process, for example, uh, things I'd learned about the way they made their purchases, even though that wasn't the primary intent of that specific meeting. Uh, Maybe I had a section on key interactions. Maybe I had a section on uh, what were the opportunities that this company saw for us what weren't we doing for them that they would like for us to do so i'd start by documenting everything i could and then go create groups or sections if you will of that call report uh, that were relevant to the specific questions that we as an organization had things we were trying to find out now in presenting that to executives and this is a lot of it's very stylistic but i think most of the executives that i've worked with and i know certainly when i was sitting in that chair i wanted to be succinct i wanted to be quick I wanted to understand, be very clear, very easy for me to consume, um, because I've got a lot of stuff coming in and out of that inbox. I've got a lot of in- stuff coming in and out of, of my brain, and I need to be able to process that very quickly. So to tr- to present that information or share that I- information with the executive team, the best advice I could give a product team member is make it clear, make it succinct, present the facts that you've learned, and maybe any conclusions you've drawn from that facts, but keep it simple as you share that information.
0: Excellent advice. All right. So you're an executive. You understand what the product team should be responsible for. You have a clear vision of what deliverables you expect them to do. What can can the executive team do to make the product team successful?
1: Oh, another great question. And that one comes up in our classes all the time as we work with with product managers, um, product team members, product marketing folks and so on. Uh, so often we get this this kind of feedback that I'm not getting this, or I need this, or how can I go do that if I don't know this kind of thing. And all those this things are actually rather straightforward for the executive team to address if they know they're an issue, if they know it's something that needs to be done. I think one of the, the big things that uh, those product teams need is a common vocabulary and a common set of processes that are used throughout the organization. common set of roles and responsibilities based on titles and, and accountability, some of the things we've talked about earlier. that's awesome. That be great if you can get to that. Uh, I you know I've worked in a large a, a number of large organizations where somebody with one title moves to a different business unit, with the same title, carries their title with them, but now they have a completely different set of responsibilities. So if we can get that common understanding of roles, of responsibilities, of accountabilities, those deliverables we talked about, if we have a common vocabulary. So when we say market visit, we know what we're talking about. When we say business plan, we know what that means. Uh, When we talk about a requirement, we know what that means, right? Some of those common kinds of nomenclature, common kinds of approaches and, and so on. Also very important, and one of the things I think that, that I always got frustrated with it as an executive, uh, we had this great strategy. We knew what we wanted to accomplish with, uh, for the company. We know where, where we were going, what we were trying to do, and yet the things that were coming out of our product teams didn't support that strategy, didn't support what we were trying to accomplish uh, with the organization. And as you dig into that over time, uh, I think many times it was my fault. I hadn't done a good job of communicating what that corporate strategy was. A few organizations that I worked with hadn't defined that strategy. So that's another very important thing. Take the time, define that strategy, know what it is you're wanting to pursue. And oftentimes we do a great job of sharing that strategy with the market, but a very poor job of communicating it internally. And our product teams have to know what that corporate strategy is so they can create product strategies that support that overall corporate strategy.
0: I think that's true. I know as the executive team here, we talk about our corporate strategy all the time. So you feel like you're constantly talking about it, but mostly we're talking about it with each other. And that's right. We've got to, we consciously work at making sure that we're also having those conversations with everyone else who works here because otherwise, you know, if our visions aren't aligned, then, then we're not all pointing in the same direction.
1: That's right. The, the person sitting at the front desk greeting visitors to the company should know that strategy just as surely as the people who are as, answering questions on our customer support line, just as surely as the people who are developing our products. So we've got to make sure that we, we share that and that we communicate that throughout the organization.
0: Excellent. All right. What else?
1: Making sure that we have a consistent method and criteria that we're using to evaluate investment opportunities. Uh, We, most organizations have lots and lots of good ideas, lots and lots of input. Uh, Hopefully the majority of that's coming from the market. That's not always the case. Uh, Sometimes we have great ideas that that come from within our own own organization. Um, But all, any organization I've ever worked with or for had more opportunities than they had resources to pursue those opportunities. So we've got to have a way to evaluate all those opportunities and make sure we're focusing on those resources on the very best ones, the ones that give us the best chance of success. So having that consistent evaluation method, a consistent set of criteria that we apply to say what are the best opportunities for the organization? And where are we going to invest time, effort, resources? What does that look like? So that's another big thing is, is being consistent so everybody understands uh, how those decisions are made. We want that criteria to be fact-based kind of evaluations as we go through that process. Uh, so that's very important as well. And I think the last thing I would put out there, and it, it's kind of a Captain Obvious kind of thing, but it, it's also something that is often misaligned. We need to have the objectives that we have for that product team, uh, the responsibilities, the deliverables that we talked about earlier. We need to have those aligned with the comp plans. Uh, People are going to do exactly what you pay them to do. And if you give them a comp plan that's not aligned with what it is that that you want them to do, they're going to go do what you're paying them to do, not what you necessarily say you're doing you want them to do. So make sure that the comp plans and the objectives are lined up. Uh, all the product teams that I managed had the uh, had MBO, Management by Objective Components. And one of the things that I always included in that MBO portion of their comp plan were those visits to the market. They had to go out and do X number of visits to the market each quarter and create those uh, reports of those market visits. And that was you know, one small example of how I tied their comp back to the behavior that I wanted them to exhibit, the things I wanted them to do. So it seems like an obvious kind of thing, but far too often the comp plans and the objectives that we have for those folks are, are misaligned.
0: That's great advice. So if I know what they should do, what they're responsible for, and I, I'm working really hard to uh, enable them to do that, how will I know when it's working? What should the exec look for to know that this is on track or for um, maybe it's a, a metric that says, hey, we're off track? What would be a good place?
1: Well, I think The first thing, and and you see a lot of of articles and a lot of discussion about uh, NPS scores, net promoter scores. Uh, Are our customers happy? Are they satisfied? Are they willing to buy more stuff from us? So you've got some of those kinds of metrics, I think, that, uh, that drive, the, the, that we can look at. Also, how successful are our products uh, in the market? The individual opportunities that we have. Did we achieve the goals that were set forth in that business plan? Uh, if not, why not? Did somebody drop the ball somewhere? Did we have a bad set of assumptions? Was our understanding of the market not quite as good as we thought it was? Um, so those are some of the, the things that we can look at from, from kind of a a qualitative perspective purely from a quantitative perspective you know are those market visits getting documented are they are they, well first of all are they being made and are they being documented uh, are our business plans being created? Are our positioning documents being used? What do our roadmaps look like? Do we understand those buying processes and personas uh, so we can look at that? But, you know, the success of the product really drives, to me, the evaluation of the product team. Are we achieving the goals that we set forth for those products? Are we doing what we said we were going to do? Are we hitting our revenue numbers? Uh, are we pursuing the deals? Uh, you know, are, were our assumptions good? Uh, but are we generating the results that we expected to on a product line by product Line basis.
0: All right, Steve, we've talked about a lot of different stuff today. If you were to pick two things that you wanted the executives uh, listening to do differently tomorrow, based on what we talked about today, what would it be?
1: Two things that I would like executives to do differently, or maybe make sure that they're doing. Uh, so two things I would like to see the executives do differently, or maybe two things that, that I would like for them to make sure they're doing. First of all, make sure that you are empowering the, the team to, to, to do the things they need to do. Give them time to go focus on these strategic things. Uh, There are always urgent things we're gonna have to go to do, but we've gotta make sure uh, that we're we're giving them time to worry about those strategic activities. Uh, Make sure that we're supporting their efforts to get into the market. Uh, sometimes we may have an owner of the customer, if you will, and, and that owner of the customer is hesitant to allow the product team to visit to, with those customers. Uh, but we've got to let that time, uh, we've got to let that happen. Uh, of course, we've got to give them budget to go do that. Uh, we've got to give them time and, and uh, budget to go develop their skills being a a good product management person, product marketing person, good product team member, uh, it requires a skill set that is oftentimes not taught in university, not something that's taught uh, formally beyond the things that we do. Uh, So we've got to make sure we give them time for that. So number one thing to executives is make sure you're empowering those product teams uh, to do the things they need to do. Uh, Secondly, I would say Those executives need to hold the product team accountable for the things that we've talked about previously. They need to to be able to do that. But we also have to give them the freedom to go do those things. And what I mean by that, uh, lots and lots of times, I have done it myself to product teams, and I have certainly had it done to me as as a product team member. Uh, But we'll set a direction. We'll set a vision. We'll start working through that. We know what we're delivering. We've got all kinds of great market input. Uh, We're working through that process. And then an executive comes in and says, hey, I just uh, just talked to our biggest customer. They said this was a good idea. Stop the presses, let's go pursue this. Or uh, <laughs> we use this kind of as a, as a crazy, but unfortunately all too often true example. Uh, I just read about this in the in-flight magazine. This is a new trend of the market. Let's go work on this, right? So we as executives need to recognize, we have great ideas, we interact with the market. Uh, you know, th- there are all kinds of good input we can have but we need to present that input to the product team and let it go through those processes we've defined. We may be working on something already that is actually of a greater opportunity than something we just heard about or just read about. So respect that process. Don't do do not dictate to those product teams what they should be working on, but respect them and the processes that we set up enough as an organization to present that information so they have what they need, but then let them evaluate that in the context of everything else we're doing and present that to say, yes, this is a good idea or no, it's not. It is something worth, uh, you know, dropping or, or something worth slotting in or sorry, it's that's, that's a good idea. That's great input. But we've got other things that are more important that we're working on right now.
0: Excellent. All right, Steve, this was great. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, my pleasure
0: that does it for today's episode. Thanks everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career.